It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? We're back. Yo. The Life on Life's Terms podcast, 100% real recovery podcast, unscripted. And I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict. And uh, like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do love them. We do endorse them. We have benefited from them. Yes. Uh, my name is Chris Mandibel. I'm a recovered heroin addict and... We are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. What is that? Mm. I didn't get a uh, uh, invite as well. Yeah, that's crazy. You got my regular Facebook, not the uh, music one, right? Uh, yeah. Recovery yeah, Podcast. And I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict. And like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program. But we have benefited from them. We do enjoy them. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am Chris Mandeville. I'm a recovered heroin addict. Uh, we're here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. On Quincy yeah, we have lots of um, resources and meetings here. Uh, they're very gracious uh, in letting us use this uh, facility. To, they're fantastic people. Yes, to bring this podcast place. to you. Um, right now, it's for free and for fun. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that'll change. Yeah, if, if, if you anybody. know anything about that, holler at us. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, lolterms.com. You can like, subscribe, share. Um, yeah, please subscribe to the audio yes. podcast on iTunes. Yes. Download a player on Google Play Store. It's uh, It sounds real good. We try hard to make it sound good. Yes, and, and you know, we do broadcast live on here on Facebook, but you can listen um, to the audio podcast whenever. There's 80 um, episodes now on, yes. on uh, iTunes and Google Play. 80 so. episodes. We've been doing this for almost two a- years. Actually, well, we started this recording month. this month. Yeah, September started recording September. Yeah. Didn't go live till uh, December, but yeah. So we're coming up on our two-year anniversary of recording. Yeah, um, that's pretty crazy. Eighty people we've had here. Um, yeah. So tonight we have uh, Rob Pagnano. I um, made his acquaintance through um, my girlfriend Kristen, who met him through another endeavor that they were both involved in. Um, and, you know, I started checking out his page and, and you know, listening to his, his music, like it says in the in the post. Um, he's a country music artist. And, you know, it just I, I think I talked to you a while ago about getting you on here. And it yes, just it yes. took a little time. But, you know, we everything li- happens when it's supposed to. It lined up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's going to share his story with us tonight. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks you for coming, brother. Yeah. This is uh, with the way I live my life. Office. and. To, to be honest and to put it out there because the world we live in is filled with filters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody, that's right. Everybody sees Absolutely. one side of this thing when in actuality most people are hurt and in pain. And then if if they don't make that connection, they feel like they can't make the change. Yeah. yeah. It, and that's, yeah, that's what I'll this whole thing that. is about is like identifying, yep. you know, like – as as people we think we're terminally unique no one has the same problems that we have like you don't know what it feels like yeah oh yeah you know oh yeah but then you come into you know recovery and you find that there's a whole host of people oh yeah that have been through the things that you've been through the bulk of it right you may have little things that are are different but the bulk of it is is pretty much the same element that you're fighting through absolutely you know what i mean absolutely the fears doubts insecurities yeah Yeah. um the traumas traumas. yeah (laughs) Yeah, jinx on that one. Trauma, ah. you know. <laughs> so you ended up. Uh, you grew up in Whitman. Yeah, grew up in Whitman. Uh, it was a nice little town, uh, and uh, I grew up playing sports. That was the way we, you know things are a little different nowadays. Um, we were out in the streets every day. <laughs> you know, we were out playing yeah. every single day till dark, and uh, it, it was a great yeah. background for me to, you know. I, I, I truly loved it and worked hard in getting better at different things that I wanted to do. And it was always like physical activities and uh, mm. just a, a good way to grow up, in my opinion. And uh, 
you know, and then I, uh, I went into college and uh, said I wanted to play basketball. I hadn't done that yet. I'd done a bunch of other sports, and th- that ended up taking off. And, you know, th- the life path has gone from athlete, and then I had a, a big accident where I broke my back. Uh, that was in my mid-20s. Where I mean, we can break this stuff down as we go, but, <clears throat> uh, you know, life is... You can change it at any time, mm. and it will change at any time. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it happens in yep. a flash. You know, things out of For your sure. control. And I've had my share of that as well. So, uh, yeah, nice little town I grew up in. And, uh, you know, now I'm uh, at a point where I'm on the road full time, and uh, I travel quite a bit. Um, just in the last year, you know, I was in 40-plus states, uh, four countries. Very wow. cool. Um, you know. Sounds like I, fun. I, I love. I live for the road. Now, oh, yeah, now, it is fun then. How how does that affect staying sober? Do, do you like? No, you know what? I'm man. I'm rock solid. I now I yeah. will never have another drink in my life, and I can look anybody in the eye. I'm so concrete. <laughs> I, I wow, there's a I've lot of people who would much. be afraid to say that. No, no, I, I'm personally there. Um, I've done a lot of work to get there, um, mm. a lot of mindset stuff. And I think yeah. that's the other thing I talk to people about is um, a lot of people don't prepare themselves for tragedy and things that go wrong. And whereas I always have looked at life as something like, you know, it's inevitable. Things happen and things go wrong. If you learn from an early age to how to, you have to accept it in some sense of the word, you know. Yeah, it really helps you from you know, like I'll deal with things that are hard head on instead of hiding from them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. important. Yeah, that's that's one you of the key I mean? things that uh, addicts do is they run away from whatever's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. And when I was drinking, I could easily hide. Right. You know, I was the I was the guy that you know when I was eighteen, I, I started to tell you this story. I in high school, I didn't drink. I had maybe two or three t- experiences where we drank. I was a, uh, which is which is very, you know, anyone almost any anyone that's been on here it usually starts around thirteen. 14 yeah, years I was old. a late yeah, and then late bloomer, and then eighteen. <laughs> at eighteen, my life changed. Uh, going into uh, sophomore, excuse me, junior year into senior year, I got in real good shape, and then in, in senior year, I was you know like just like kind of like the jacked guy and like doing things that changed for me personally. Yeah, yeah. And then with Socially. that comes the confidence. With that also comes the harbored when you're a young kid and you have insecurities and then you all of a sudden you're getting attention from everybody. Oh, and you're in shape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so my buddies, you know, I remember them betting me that I couldn't drink a 30-pack a night for the summer. Wow. Every night. Awful. At 18 awful from never drinking. And I did it. And wow. it became more of a social thing. Uh, yeah. I was like, well, what else can I do? I just, just I, you know, I would get bet all the time to do crazy stuff. Yeah, like, but and, I mean, thirty beers a night for for the whole summer. For the whole right? summer, it's yeah. gross. Yeah, were you still you know jacked I mean? at the end of the summer? Yeah, I was. <laughs> Believe it or not, well, I, I still, yeah, when we were young, we're like, our bodies are so invincible. I'll tell you what's funny. Um, I ended up. Oh, we got a little pause going on. No, it's saying it's saying wireless, but we're not wireless. We're hardwired. Yeah. yeah, network six. If it's still good, you let yeah. me know. I'll keep talking. Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, we're recording anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. so I ended up, uh, you know, just I would wake up and I would run two to three miles a day no matter what. And I was going off. Wow. Of, I've always over. been the type. I've always been the type <sighs> that I can function on little sleep. So now even to this day, I can function on three to four hours a night. Back then I was really? functioning on one. Yeah, right. So I would party until oh, five word. in the morning, sleep five to six, and go to. And I was paving driveways oh. that whole summer. So I paved driveways all day, Whoa. drunk. <laughs> and then, talk about a different life, you know? Yeah, right, uh, right. Sounds so miserable. <laughs> and I never was miserable. That's the crazy thing. Right. Was, well, your you know, body can handle it when you're young. You know, you're yeah. invincible at that point. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, also, and I, 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 I mess with asphalt now, so yeah. Like it's the no other, joke. The other no, f- I think it was Friday. I now I do a lot of the digging and and preparing the jobs, but I did do the asphalt and that was 
wearing the shoes and I was walking the job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, F- my fucking back's killing <laughs> oh, me. I'm yeah. sweating. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not even hot out. I couldn't do it. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no. no way. I would get Hell ruined. No. Uh, Dude, I used to go. I remember taking acid being up no sleep at all and go i used to do fence and dig holes mm. and i'd go in there and i'd be digging like a maniac right <laughs> not a thought in my brain the best Just hole dig, digger dig, ever dig. yeah yeah so quality <laughs> such quality on the each scoop but uh yeah, yeah right you know uh, yeah exactly man it was uh it was a crazy crazy time for sure and that progressed into you know nightclubs hmm you yeah, know, forget about it. Like there, you know, you're in your late teens, early twenties, going into my twenties. We were going out. I had a good crew, and I will say this: all the guys I've hung around with, my friends, I was the worst one of them all. <laughs> they yeah. were all good people. <laughs> uh, they right. did, none of them really had any major issues. I was kind of mm. the guy. So uh, my my craziness was kind of controlled to a point and this was back then uh it got progressively worse as i got into my music career then i got into some situations that weren't so good but uh you know we we had a five night rotation in my in my early 20s 20 21 22 23 up in that range um until my son was born my son was born when i was 24 prior to that you know we had and i'm not joking we had a couple of years there we had five nights we knew where we were going each night all of oh, so yeah. sure, and I was out right. drinking every night. You know, hmm. it was uh, it was. You look expensive. at it now, and I'm like, <laughs> right? I, I just the amount of times I put other people at risk. Oh yeah, being on the road is yep. uh, is disgusting. Oh yeah, I, I do. You know, I I'd like to say I wouldn't want to change anything in my life because it brought me to where I'm at. Right. But when I truly look at the amount, the things that happened because of it, and you know, anything that was. Uh, a low point or something bad that happened. I have a few things that happened. I had a big car wreck that happened where I uh, crashed the car at 55, completely asleep at the wheel. Is that when you broke the back? No. Oh. <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. Uh, that was, but I mean, I, I had things that happened where they were insane and uh, it was always tied to alcohol. Mm, always. Yeah. That's ne- what they say. They say, I didn't. I didn't uh, get in trouble every time I drink, but every time I got in trouble, I was drinking. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it was, uh, you know, it's just it gets obnoxious. You know, you look back and you're like, man, I'm better than that. Mm. You know, right. I was raised better than that. I hear you. Yeah, there's there's things I regret and there's things I wish that didn't happen. You know. I wouldn't, again, uh, you can't change the story though because I wouldn't be who I'm at or where I'm at. Right. Exactly everything. Right. Everything we go through happens exactly the way it's supposed to and we don't we don't understand why it happens at the time or um to try and process that and figure it out Mm -hmm. it's it's not our plan right you know right it's it's just one of the important things to do is even even all the stuff just concentrate on stay uh staying loving yourself you know what i mean you, oh, yeah. right you, you can't hold that against yep. yourself now oh yeah yeah you know without a doubt and i uh, it is what it is yeah and yeah. you have to you have to forgive yourself exactly it's today is a different day right 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 but um yeah man this was that was a that was a crazy time in life and uh then i got into um <clears throat> when i broke my back that changed things my whole life shifted. So I basically could consider myself to have two different lives. Really? So how, how Life the... pre-back injury, life post-injury. Right. And they, they are two dramatically different people. Oh, no kidding. Right. Now, now, I'll tell you, they were still, I was still the same dude for a while after the injury, but I was different you know, for a reason. So at 26 years old, um, at that time, I was working um had worked in a school uh with that autistic children and then i had got a uh, job in a warehouse to make extra money and i actually hurt myself in the uh in the warehouse and that was where you know i I fractured a vertebrae tore a disc in half wow and what what happened basically i was lifting a uh, heavy barrel in my back i was in in good shape and i was still you know powerful and i moved too fast and 
uh, I had years of abuse doing dumb things, you know, right. jackass style stuff, jumping off oh, houses and, you know, oh, yeah. again, drinking <laughs> craziness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A 30 pack and a night will do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I, I, there's so many embarrassing stories that I don't want to get into it, uh, but I, right. I would flop myself into things all the time to make people laugh. And uh, I think the combination of all that stuff had brought it on. Mm. Uh, but, anyways, I, I lost my right leg basically. If you have a, slept on a body part and it's dead and mm. numb yeah. that was my right leg with fiery pain down it for over a year wow yeah. so i couldn't put like any nerve, weight on it was pain. nerve damage yeah. and it was pinched and a, so i gained a hundred self-pity that went i gained that? well i went from being an athlete to somebody that couldn't move and lost his identity yeah right if you oh, if yeah. you're a physical person and you can't do anything and I wasn't playing. I never played music prior to that. I'll tell you, I w in college, I, I used to sing, and my buddies would bring me to karaoke bars, and I could win money. I would win a spare money. So I had dabbled a little bit with singing, but I wasn't, right. it wasn't a profession. I was just I was able to win some contests. And, um, but then I was stuck in a bed and had nowhere to go. I had gained 140 pounds in a little less than two years. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, talk That's about tough. a different... You know, smoking weed on the bed, on the couch, whatever I was laying on that day, whoever was with me and my friends bringing me what I wanted because yeah. I was just completely miserable, depressed. Right. Um, and then I decided I had a passion for music. I knew inside. I I'll tell you something, too. I've known since I was very little that I would do something that would be big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling from, I remember telling my mom at four, I said, people are going to know who I am. I don't know why. Never huh. had a, re I never understood what that's, it was I be. mean, there was something in it. And I believe that I was supposed to do, go on this long version to get to it because I'm not afraid to say the things I've done wrong. I'm not afraid to say this is messy. Look at it because I think people need to hear it. Like, yeah, bring man. it back to that point yeah. often because I think people need to hear it. I think I call it painted rust syndrome. Everybody has there's so many people with painted rust. What do you when you see? <laughs> think about That's it. Good. Yeah, everybody polishes up. Yeah, yeah. Rusty bike frame. Underneath and then that thing's gonna fall right. apart. It's yeah. a mess, but it's all glossed over. It's repainted. Yeah, it's so. Yeah. It looks really nice for a little while. It looks real nice to anybody on the outside. Yeah, but that guy at home goes, well, "I can't put all my weight on it. This thing's breaking." Yep, yep. They, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that. That's yep. the size. Painted you know, the rust syndrome. Painted rust syndrome. That's something. Mm, that, yeah, I wrote that in good. a song. PRS. I wrote that, I wrote that in a uh, song, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just, I've never been. I'll never be afraid to say what's on my mind. And, and, and that's I don't the thing care this, what it looks this, like. And some people that rubs the wrong way. But. There's enough fucking censoring and 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 politically correctness that like, well, you I, can't say shit to nobody anymore. Yeah. Well, I think you know? that uh, mm -hmm. I think that if you can stand in the light of yourself, right? It's it's the it's the path to self respect. If you can stand in the light of I am everything that I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. And you can know that and. Your judgment isn't gonna make me not respect myself. That's what the goal is. Right? Yeah. That's what oh, that's what God. everyone should be working I have towards. So I have, I'm not gonna use anybody's names on certain, uh, you know, things that I'm trying to get my point across with. But I have people I care about in my life to this day that are very worried what other people think. Oh, yeah. and that yeah. drives me nuts. A, I'm uh, uh, I'm like listen. You speak up and you be proud. Of whatever it is that you feel, yeah, you're not. It's an epidemic. You have to be able to stick. That it's always the individuals, in my opinion, that get a little further in life. They're not. Mm. They were never afraid, or they finally realized it. They're not afraid to be who they really are. Right. 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 That's that's the. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. Because if you if you're afraid of everybody else's opinion, then you, then you're gonna be afraid to be wrong, right? You can't be wrong. I love screwing yeah, up. You know, yeah. I t I, so I I tell you quickly. I, this is gonna kind of be all over the place, but it's all good. But yeah. <laughs> about four years ago, five years ago, four years ago, I yes, four to five. I decided I was gonna become a woodworker. <laughs> oh, cool! I'm gonna do me some woodland, and I love being creative. Yeah. And I had this little 12 by 12 shed, and I ended up, over the course of a year, I got all the different tools. I had planers and everything. Yeah, yeah. 
Very cool. I tell people all the time, I fucked so many pieces up into making furniture for people. I, I ended up selling some big pieces and some. I have things nice. that have sold for a couple thousand dollars, like yeah. to wine racks, to whatever it was. In the whole process, I didn't have an instructor or anything. I screw things up. Yeah, right. Until <laughs> I figure it out. Yeah, and I love that concept in that uh, that approach in life. Trial and error. There's no shame in, in getting things wrong. Same thing with yep. my music career. You know, when I started yeah. out, I didn't even know what, what an XLR cable was. They were like, you know, yeah, there yeah. Was, what are these terms? I was working in a middle school, going to the music store on my lunch break and meeting and hanging around these musicians that had no idea who I was. <laughs> and I wanted to do it. Right. And this was before I broke my back. I wanted to do it. I wasn't playing. I wasn't doing anything. Mm. And I was putting myself around these people and I'm listening to them talk. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Mm. So the you fast forward two years later, and I'm you know I'm holding my hands in place, and I'll tell you this this is kind of funny. The girl I was dating at the time, she at the end of, and I, I'm gonna you know you'll hear me swear and stuff. I apologize, but that's the um. So it is. This is yeah. the exact <laughs> words. This girl, after a couple months, was like, "You're fucking terrible. You'll never be good." <laughs> because I, because I was I had such big hands I was holding them in place. If you look at my fingers now, they have permanent markings oh, on yeah, the strings. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I've played over three thousand shows now. At that point, I I couldn't even play a chord. It took me six months to learn how to play chords. I would hold my hand and be, and I do it hours and hours a day. <laughs> hours. Just think about somebody in your house doing it and just screwing it up over right. and over. Right, and, and it not sounding she, good. She, and you got to was const- so horrified and so mad at me. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. that story. I love that. I was like. And I said to her, I go, you wait. I promise you I'll be something. Now, because I look further. And, further, and what further happened? Down the road. You know, now I'm... That relationship ended. Oh, yeah. That she walked out. Yeah. She walked out quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter to me, though. That's the thing. And I like taking my own path. And, right. You know, but... Uh, Who needs a trail? But Let's talk fucking about blaze one. Up, but talk about screwing up, you know? Yeah. And then you get into playing music. Like, I'm going to jump into this, you know, that... We were. I said earlier, I get free booze. Right. My God. Yeah. Like, that was a recipe for disaster, you know, as a success. And it took a long time. I mean, it took years before people even knew who the hell I was. Right. Um, and I was, but you, I you went never wavered. And, you kept, kept oh, doing I've, what you liked. I played you know? so many shows for free. And, and, uh, and the, I watch musicians now that are people that, are, that have come before me that are more talented than me that are gone out of the game. Yeah. Because they couldn't deal with the mental side of it or their ego got in the way. I can't even tell you how many benefits and things I did for free yeah, to establish right. relationships. Or yeah. How many shows I played without taking breaks? Hours. I played four, five, six a week without taking a break. Three hours. Wow. It was work ethic. It was just doing yeah, right, more than right. the other guys. Got. Right. Uh, we, right. Do you have a job at this time? N- no. I, so I decided, and I said, I will never do anything I don't love again after I got hurt because I lost everything. Mm, that was beautiful. And that it, was a good decision. And it took me. I mean, I, sh- I lived in my parents' basement. I, you know, I didn't have anything. Yeah. I, but right. I didn't care because I knew in the long term it was going to pay off through dating different people. Oh, my gosh, man. People, <laughs> people tell me to have a plan B. I'm like, there's no plan B. There's no plan B. Yeah. I could see it clear as day. This was going to work. But it was going to be years later. Right. And if you right. weren't going to stay on the ride, then... Oh, well. That's fine. I'm not. I don't have yeah. any bad feelings towards anybody, but it's the best path ever. Like yeah. I've been my own boss for 13, 14 years. Right, right. You know, I wake uh-huh. up when I want every yeah. day. You know, I do. I do a lot. I stay real busy. Um, I'll get into what I do now. I do another. You know, I do other things, but we were. You know, I've been playing almost three hundred, and some years over three hundred shows a year for ten years. Yeah. So I've done well over three thousand now. And when people are giving you booze, right, and you party, yeah. <laughs> I used to, you know, my house was known, so I had a house in East Bridgewater, <laughs> where I would announce my address on a on a microphone at a show in front of hundreds of strangers wow. and hundreds of friends, but right. I didn't care. And I'd have it'd be a Thursday night, and I'd have three hundred people at my house, right? And we wow. went all night. Oh yeah, many many. If you anybody that used to follow Six Foot Sunday, that was a band I had. We threw. <laughs> ridiculous party so i was up all night <laughs> and that turns into you know that alcohol 
And that raging and that partying turns into there was a little stint there where cocaine came into. Yeah. Hey, shout out to my buddy Mikey D'Andrea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that, yeah. Was, Mikey just called me on the way in here. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he was He's such a he good was dude. on there. Yep. Him and Adam Freights, good friends of yep. mine. Uh, love those guys in there. I'm so proud of them. They've got the group uh, Sobriety Rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and love what they're doing. They're they're just genuine guys. But I've those. The three of us have done some crazy parties and really? times. Oh my god! Yeah, because we had Mikey on. Yeah, well, yeah. we I used to do a Loon Mountain show every year. Oh, so really? Ski, yeah, oh, so really? We, for five years straight, they bring us up to the mountain. They give us condos. Oh, like we take over a floor, and wow. hundred people at least would come up, and I'm, it was awful. Like, oh, <laughs> just yes. awful. Just picture being on a mountain, the snow, just beautiful scenic. And people are just raging all Puking night, and all night, <laughs> yeah. All night. And, it, and and that was like I said, there was a period where you know drinking turned into cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it a lot. It wasn't a long period of my life. It was enough that it happened, and yeah. I, and it was you know, hey, take this; it'll wake you up. Yeah, because yeah. I would accelerates be, be the progression. So drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I've I've seen a few things, and uh, I, we lived recklessly. We live recklessly, for sure. You know, and uh, but again, all that stuff. I I'm thankful that I lived through it and I didn't hurt anybody, um, especially driving. Yeah. yeah, right, right. But I'll never go back. Uh, now, again, I've been all over the country. I do like I travel. F- continuously like i'm in wisconsin next month i'm in san diego the month after that. i'm in florida the month after that i'm in alabama the month after that. now do you fly do you drive do both but yeah. those ones i'm i'm so i'm actually a sponsored fisherman now yeah so yeah. i i have big fishing tournaments everywhere and i love getting on the road uh funny enough i have a mercedes that i pull a kayak trailer from now now i got the trailer i've yeah. been known to put it on the glass i know i've seen i've seen the video <laughs> i'll put the boat right up on top but um on top of the moonroof or whatever. There's nothing better than hitting the open road. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I love it, and I and I'll do it. Like I was in Connecticut yesterday because why not? Yeah. I, I when I have a day off, I'm at least three, four, five hours away, and I'll drive back that day. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I need it. I can't. I can't function if I'm not. I don't. If I don't feel like I'm doing something free. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I I stay pretty busy. Let like, me let me ask you though. So when you uh. When you had the broken back thing and you were laid up, were you drinking like on the couch? You said you were smoking pot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything. Like I was just becoming a just a, a very depressed slob. And, you, and you couldn't really go and get anything for yourself. No, my surgeries were very. So I had surgeries that most people would get in their sixties, seventies. Yeah. Uh, yeah wow. My my third spinal surgery. I had to have three of them. Uh, over the course of three years, the third one, they had to bring in the Celtic spinal doctor. And it actually went through my stomach and my back, and they flipped me three times. They had to wow. pin my stomach over to the right, uh, and they had to go in through the front. Uh, and that was like 13 and a half, 14 hours because of the complications wow. in the surgery. Wow. And I had, this is, I'll tell you a funny story off of that. I had 50 staples in my stomach, right? I'm not supposed to drive for six months. My friends, we for ten years, we they threw a, a pub crawl in Quincy on Hancock. Oh Street yeah, yeah, yeah. For cancer, I think it still goes. Well, this was the one we they ended this one, but okay. it, was, uh, it was good, good friends, college athlete buddies, and college friends. And part of the of what it was that we had a scorpion bowl race on it again alcohol tied and me and my mm. buddy kevin who goes six four two eighty we won every year we had a, a four-person bowl and you would two people to the bowl and it, i'm talking by the end of this thing in 10 years you were competing against 30 other teams or two it got massive <laughs> competing yeah. to finish the on a pub the... crawl it was one of the stops it was to, <laughs> and we actually had trophies and yeah, right. right. But anyway, so I'm, I'm five days out of surgery. I'm not supposed to drive for six months. There's a blizzard. It's in the winter. And I'm at home, and I'm sitting there. My stomach's bleeding through my shirt. Stapled. And they're at the pub crawl, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't sit here. So I, mm. a foot and a half of snow, and it's still coming down. I went out and shoveled my way to my Jeep, rolled myself out of my wheelchair, 
loaded it up, and drove to Quincy, and then I rolled myself through the snow. It took me a half hour to go two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to call him because I wanted to surprise everybody and be the wow. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I get in there, I'm like bleeding. And then yeah. everybody gets behind me and pushes me, and we had a great time. But all this for alcohol-related, yeah. like, just think of the things you do, you know? It's, it's so you, but you, that was trauma. That was a lot of trauma right there. But it yeah. didn't, it didn't, you weren't, it didn't, it spurred you. You were already alcoholically drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was always happened. a social, I was already addi- addicted to the social aspect of drinking. I, I'm, right. that was my thing. It was the, for me, it was like what came from it. Hmm. I, I never woke up. I didn't personally wake up and go, I need a drink physically. Yeah. I woke up and go, what can we do with alcohol today? And, and it was a social thing. It was more that. It, it's crazy to me that you had three surgeries and, like, the opiates never. Well, no, that so they did come into play. Okay, okay. Uh, We're so, getting there. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, this uh, this is uh, the long story, brother. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, when you're talking, this was 2004 when I broke my back. So 2004 to 2007 were the surgeries. Back then, there was no coverage of opiates compared yeah. to what we got going on. Like, you right. didn't hear about it. You didn't. Yep. I mean, to it be was, honest with you, it was quite normal to get a prescription and sell it or whatever you had to do. You the know what the, I mean? the yeah. OC thing was yeah. really, yeah. like, just starting to kick in. But it wasn't like a, like, it wasn't talked about. Or no. at least you didn't <clears> have social media to make it very, like, so. It's like, oh, I got to make some money. Okay, me, I, I can get Now a I'm thinking back and I'm like, this was crazy. I was getting prescriptions for hundreds of pills a month. Yeah. Wow. Doctors were like, here, it's a couple hundred Percocet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like. Wow. Yeah. So for That's me, I, I took them for a couple months and I noticed a horrible change in who I was. Like, I was like, I don't like who I am. Internally, mm. I, I believed I had more in me. So I ended up selling mine. I would get them oh, really? for a couple months and I sold them. So you just didn't like the high? You didn't like the... Uh, yeah, so the, I ended up just... I've been, I've been on no pain as. medication for over 11, 12 years. I, within, I was still in pain. I was in pain all the way through. I still have a little bit, but I had something happen a few years ago that took away a lot of that. Prior to that, I would it would take me an hour to get out of bed every day, and for you know eight nine years, I just did it on my internal will versus pain meds. I didn't yeah. want to get stuck into that. Right. Wow. So I, I just did no cold turkey and just didn't take them, but I would sell them. They sell them and yeah, <laughs> and drink absolutely. You know, drink your to face friends, off, yeah. friends, yeah. not like not going on the street to get like. Friends would be like, oh. Hey, you got any of those? Oh, my God. Back then, everybody asked you all the time. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it was and normal. And if they knew you had them, they were asking. It was like, yeah, oh, share, right. take the bottle. I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah, they give me 300, 400 bucks. Take the bottle. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going drinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went into the, yeah, yeah. I'll get us the keg. You know? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, one trade off for the other. It doesn't make anything. Nothing. Listen, it doesn't matter what your vice is or what you do. They're all the same. In, in the end of the day, you're you're hiding from things, and you're using it to to cope and mask and yeah. Whether it's heroin, whether it's booze, whether they're all right, they're all the same thing in my opinion. Yeah, obviously some things come with harder life and tougher situations. Right, right. But the bottom line is, you're yeah, yeah, it it's, it's it's basically a different seat on on a spot in the Titanic. You're going down yeah, regardless. Going down you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. can sit in the front or the back. It don't matter. You're going down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. We were all on the uh, Titanic. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that's, that ship was sinking for many years, and we're just like, mm. woo! <laughs> right? You know, we're still, like, enjoying it. That's how crazy it was, you know? Um, but now I love I love where I'm at. And, and I'll tell you this right now. When you start traveling and you start seeing the world, I promise anybody that doesn't do it, you can do it on little to no budget. It's most people for whatever they correlate traveling with having lots of money and paying. It's, there's so much around here within four or five hours. And once you start seeing what's out there, if you can, like for me, I can appreciate the smallest thing in life. That's why like I'm on a lake or in a mountain almost daily. Yeah. It changes everything. I've just seen too much. I've seen too much of what we actually have here. I I keep things real simple now. I, I had a stint um, 
I was in a business, I'm still in it, uh, that changed my life for the better. Uh, I started taking supplement yep. that, that did great things for me. Still take the product. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't really push the business as much or at all, to be honest with you. I don't have a problem with it. I'll always talk about the product because I believe in it. But I don't. I've seen what it is like to have a lot of money and have it come in quick. I had one month in that particular business where I made 30000 Wow. In one month. Yeah. I gave a lot away. I gave friends money. We blew it or whatever it was. Um, you know, but I've seen what it does to people. And for me, I keep things real simple. I like being in nature. I could go out there with nothing. And that's... Yeah. Once you start finding the smallest things in life that can make that can give you pleasure and give you uh, some type of purpose or appreciation, you can make your life significantly better. And that's the thing. Like everyone, it's it's been pushed on America that the more you have, the better your life is going to be. So awful. it's so fucking it's backwards. So ridiculous. That's oh so my backwards. God. Let me tell you, I've been around. I have friends that are that make three, four hundred thousand a month. Right, I know yeah, these wow. people. Yeah. I have mentors that are worth five hundred million. I have one that's close to a billion. Like I, these people, I've been in different countries with, mm-hmm. and like you've you've hung out with these people, chopped these, it this up. This is yeah. very yeah. real. This is very real. Yeah, some of the some of the coolest people ever. Some of the most broken people ever. Some right. of the most miserable people. Ever. There's all different types. I right. don't want right. to say it's one or the other, but what I am going to say is, there are people that you think have everything that are completely miserable. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah. solve anything. No, I'm it sure. Yeah, this, absolutely. Your your happiness is gonna come down to you being completely honest with yourself and loving you, mm. and appreciating the smallest things in life. Because right. it's the people that appreciate the little things that they already have and saying, "What? Why don't I have this?" Right. When I when I started learning, and I still have to, because this isn't gonna. You can't quick fix this. No. I do. I'll do hours. I, especially in the beginning, I was doing couple, four or three years ago. I would do six, seven hours of mindset training every day, where I didn't put any music on. I was only listening to positive reinforcement. I truly believe that you can envision things and bring them to life. Manifestation. It comes with. It comes with. It comes with consistency. Yes. In yes. that thinking, you, which is the hardest part, because yeah. life kicks you in the face. Yeah, and all you, the time. You're like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna yeah, get this. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah, this, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, you, but what I tell people is learn to take <clears throat> when things go wrong in your life. If you can make the amount of time from his the thing that went wrong A, the thing that went wrong B, when you can make B to C a little further away, when you can start to correct things so it it happens a little less, and then the amount of time you're in A and B. Right, like I'm in A and I'm self-destructing. I'm there for two weeks mm. or a month. B, I'm in there for one week, week and a half. If you can make these little corrections and you look at it long term, that's how this improves. It's not yeah. going to happen on the next time, and that's the problem. Everybody goes, "I'm listening to motivational. I'm changing my habits. I'm doing this," and then they kick themselves in the ass and beat themselves up when they f- don't stick to it. Yeah, or something. When goes all wrong. they had to do was shorten it. And pull some something away from it, and say good job. Yeah. And the next time you screw up, try to tweak it a little bit better and make yeah. it less. I've, I've said it Do a bunch. I've said it a bunch of times. The universe will provide you the same lesson over and over and Always. over until still, yeah, yeah. you can figure out that lesson. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, it's not way. always going to be the same. But like, <laughs> but when you start noticing, like, you made improvements. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! My God, it's I've, like. I've been in this situation, but it's been a very long time since I was in this. And then I believe there's a period, a point you can get to where you can't get back, you won't go back from, and that's where I feel like I'm at. I've seen enough results in real things that even when I fall off now, my fall off point gets stuck at a certain, it's not going to go beyond that anymore because I've done it enough over and over and over again to the point where I know how real it is and how well it works. Yeah. Do you know what no, I'm saying? You're, so, not, you're not talking about falling off the wagon and drinking. No, I'm talking, talking about, about mental, like mental, mental. Uh, you know that be, the the reason people fall off and get in trouble is because they haven't worked on their mind. Well, yeah, th- I believe that you need to that, uh, that, become the person 
because uh, the physical addition's there. That's right? right. You 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 work on who you are, becoming someone that you want to be, rather than everything outside uh, making that happen. Uh, or you also have to work on outside things too. Right. Right. But inside first, but most you know, importantly. And you know that when you're when you're there mentally, mm. you make a much better decision. Oh yeah. Right. So my. I tell people work on you need to work on that as much and in my opinion more than anything else. Right. The mental the mental side of this for yeah. every aspect of life and a lot I can't even tell you how many times I've been in a car where I don't have anything on. Right. And right. I just think about the things in in a way that I want them or I envision them happening over and over and over and over again regardless of the results for a while like I'll, mm-hmm. you, it's just it becomes a habit right and it's just the accumulation of how often i do it and um but yeah That's man i cool. i feel like i just been i i mean I, w- I was at the point where i've been you know i've listened to tony rob i've gone through these events i've yeah, yeah. i've put right. in more work than the normal person would put in you know like mm-hmm. um and and you've been you know lucky enough and dedicated enough to do that you know where you were like you know what i'm this is this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna make it work right well because i've had that attitude for for as long as i can remember i always was different (laughs) i I was always on a different path than most people because one thing that tony always says is he says um people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade oh my god Mm. he says that's so powerful so much so uh I said I would break in. I said I would write music that got to a level that it got the attention of the upper levels, and that I would break in the music industry at the age of forty-one. I said this at thirty. Mm. I hadn't even written a song. Huh. I was playing cover band shows, which I still do, by the way, and I don't knock it. It was one of the best things I ever did. Yeah. Eight years later from that statement, I started write. I and one day I wrote a song after a breakup. And I knew the moment I was in a, a good friend of mine. I'm not sure if he's on or not, but my buddy Chip uh, Clipper. We lived in a house. I lived in his house in Abington as his roommate. And he came home from work, and I go, "Dude, it happened." Or he he was he came down and down the stairs, and I and I showed him the song. I played it. The next day, I wrote another one. Two days later, I wrote another one. And within a month, I wrote twenty. Eight years wow. later from saying I was going to do this. That's this pr- is my prolific. point. It was, that's, that's a lot. I call it out. I believed it. I never didn't. You know, I've never not believed it. Five years from that, six years from that, this past year, I got a publishing deal offer. So never any never you know any I mean? like, moment of doubt. I don't. I, I, I'll have doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bottom of the line of it, like, because you can still, as much work as you do, you can still defeat yourself on a yeah, daily basis yeah, yeah but my foundation of who i am i have no doubt you come back in you I'll come always back come back too. yeah and like i said I, you hit a point where you like my bottom of the barrel is much higher than it ever was and it won't i can't go beyond that right mentally because i've already committed right. to it so yeah so speak speaking of that like what was it like at the end of your drinking why did you get so what, what yeah so made uh, you i'll tell you what that I, I had a few times in the last few years of my drinking that I would stop drinking for 60 to 80 days. And I, and I was doing that for a couple of reasons. I used to fight a lot. Uh, in my While early, drinking? Always drinking. Yeah. When I yeah. was in my early, I, I didn't handle, I, again, I was the guy that drank. I have a tattoo with Jack Daniels on my arm. I drank Jack straight and a lot of it. Mm. That was my big thing. I would drink 15 to 20 shots of Jack at night on stage. I've drank a full <laughs> liter of, I, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I drank a full liter on stage in uh, in Weymouth. They used to place, oh God, what was the name of it? It was so bad. But begins with a B in South Weymouth. Um, oh man, it's Bastas. Bastas. We had the old car in front. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, yeah. So that place, <laughs> that place, so many bad things happened, and the owner, the owner in particular was just a, a strange man. And I heard that about. That yeah, guy. yeah. I'm not going to get into it, but in anyways. There. That that particular night, they gave me a bottle of Jack with the pour on it, brand new. I drank that whole liter on stage in two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours with the speed pour. <laughs> Just you know, and at the end of the show, it was my first show. My drummer at the time, Chris Baroni, who was a beast, and I spun the mic like an old medieval weapon and turned around, and he's playing drums, and 
he was like, what the hell? And I fired it, and it went through both drums. <laughs> the kick drum, it blew, it went, and through the mic, just blew, like, the whole show was over. It was the end of the night. <laughs> and everybody loved it. Like, we were crazy back then. But my, yeah, like, uh, so think, you know, and then with that came fights. I can't even tell you. I was mm. in, like, 50 fights. Mm. Used to fight a lot. And uh, always drinking. Um, I've crashed a couple cars. Uh, I've done just, just dumb things, and I always knew I had more in me. It took <coughs> a long time. I kept screwing up. I would want, yeah. I would quit for a while, and then I would say, I'm okay to have a few. Right, like mm. I've took, I stopped drinking for eighty days. Like I got it down now. I'm, come on, man! So it always came back hard. Like it, yeah. you know, I had two process. or three beers yeah, yeah. for like a week, two weeks, and then I was back. Jumping. Yeah, exactly. So I got that. I can yeah, control yeah. So this. internally, I knew I had more in me, and um, right, I I was approached by the business um, and the product Kayani, and. Someone, my, my friend Jules now, who's my friend now, I didn't know her. She said, hey, you know, check this out, blah, blah, blah. And I looked up what the product did for people. And the stories looked amazing. Mm -hmm. I said, well, if this is real, then I'm, I'll, I'll be all in. For this to be real and the amount of people that have been following me and up to that point, I better stop drinking and take the element out of it that could screw up the results. So I yeah. stopped yeah. drinking to take it. Oh, no kidding. And within a week, I was feeling different physically. The pain I had from all the surgeries, the daily chronic pain. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you right now, even though I'm, you know, I look the way I do, I feel a thousand times better because of nutrition. I take nutritional supplements. Mm. Nutritional supplements can change your life. Oh, Whether yeah. you do it with the grocery store and get the food itself this is what the world is missing. It's all about pills and this and that. It's money. That's what they want. They want money. The, mm. You know what I mean? Food is the medicine. So anyways, I started feeling better and I got involved in the business and I could never go back to drinking after I felt the way I did. I'd been in pain for a decade from most surgery. I, it took me an hour to get out of bed every day. Right. And, and do you think a lot, a lot of the drinking like you did to, to dull that pain? I did it to dull all the emotional stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have scars, like, mentally, like, yeah. you wouldn't even believe self-image scars and, yeah, yeah. and not right. feeling worthy. And, I mean, it doesn't matter how much success you have if you don't fix that stuff, which I still work on. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, you, like you talked about... I'm far from it being finished, guys. Like, like you so, talked so about the people knows that you out know. There, like, you see people that, have, like, anybody, anybody that's having success or anybody that's doing something, more times than not, they're in pain still. Right. This yeah. is a long road. This so is you you think that uh, that that uh, the um, pain from the lack of self respect was a catalyst to to get sober? I well, I think the pain of me letting me down. Right. Yeah. Like I was. I knew I had more in me. Like right. I was just like I've been, I've felt something my whole life, and I'm doing it no justice because I always take two steps backwards. Right. right, and once I started physically, when you can match that with an actual feeling, because what I did was I took it out of my life, put in a supplement, and you and at the age of, you know, at the time I was uh, thirty nine, I'm forty two now. I was like, holy crap! I feel different. Yeah, and when you can match that, and you've got the mental side of it, you're going, I'm better than this, and they come together. It's the perfect storm for changing yeah right because you it actually have some proof anyway, you actually is, have something that you can grab yeah it's, it's viable that mental side yeah you, when you you know it kinda, it's like damn i feel good yeah and you're so like so now well, i need to feel good now i need to now yeah I need to. yeah well that's the yeah. thing you didn't just the mindset came it. on after that's right you didn't just mm. accept that feeling you went to work oh yeah. my god yeah. so let me tell you what i started doing i went from somebody that couldn't move I documented this all. If you go on my Facebook and go back and look at Facebook Live, I used to hike. I wasn't moving at all for, mm. for years. I wasn't doing anything physical. The next thing, I started doing one-mile, two-mile hikes at um, Borderland State Park in Eastern. Okay, yeah. And I started speaking on my phone to people. And it kept going. It kept going. It got to the point where I was doing 13 miles a day from never from not doing anything because i started to feel like physical i was like oh my god i can you get the piece of that athlete back yeah yeah you right, know what i mean right. but it, i got a piece a of me better. again that was what it was but yeah. i got the piece of me that's 
now in his 40s, that is so much more mature and ready for the responsibility and all the things mm. that are going to come with it. And mm. so, you know, that's 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 where I'm at now. I I mean, it, I was I'm fed by knowing I have more in me and there's more to do. And when I say I have things to do, I've had some pretty incredible moments in my life uh, with people where I've seen them change. And I'm directly speaking to them and giving them advice and stuff. And I, and I, you know, I believe that your effect on other people, and I've heard this through famous people like Jim Carrey and other people, but I do believe it to be true. Your effect on others is going to be your biggest currency in the world. So once you figure out how to help somebody else and change them, your that value is going to be more important to your success and their happiness than anything you can do. Mm, it's, I know. That's the real... That's what this world's about, in my opinion. Your value to other people fuels your good life. So, you right, se- yeah, helping, without helping being others. Selfish. 100%. Yeah. Altruism. Well, yeah. you know, being altruistic, bring, doing things for value. others, not expecting Period, anything. Not expecting anything in yeah. return. And trust me, that's not always easy because we have egos. Yeah. But I, I go out of my way. I, I speak. To, I have a couple of videos where I've, I speak to people that are homeless. I constantly talk to people that are in trouble. Mm. daily daily if anybody that's close to me i have a good, my best friend rachel at home um you know she sees it and she's a great person if you can help anybody on a daily basis and we do these type of things constantly right right no one's gonna see that and i don't care if they do exactly but i can tell you right now that things like these things don't i have one of my biggest um business meetings tomorrow things are happening they keep happening i don't expect them i don't ask for them i didn't call anybody to make it happen right these things happen naturally life will give you that back instead of asking what's in it for me keep doing things for other people and watch how your life changes it's right. just right people have a hard time getting that point where they can do that Cause, because cause they're in so much turmoil your your pride and your ego because you don't feel okay about you mm. now your pride and your ego are getting in the way of you doing something yep. good yeah and, and you're doing it to make yourself feel better yeah. when that's not why but you, you should have be to, doing it. That's the thing. And you have to understand you're not doing it for that. Like, you've you got to give yourself a break. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, if you do something, something nice for somebody, it makes you feel better. That's the real, true feeling of right. it. Right? Don't, no matter what. Like, if someone might say they're doing this or that to get something, that's not the case. When you actually do something and it's, and it's genuine and you literally see them Thank you. Reciprocate yeah. in any way. Without motives. You naturally feel something powerful. That's the real juice. That's mm. the real juice. Yeah. When, when you do things without motives. And, and like, you know, I'm the, uh, a 12-step guy. And, and I, I had a friend of mine saying, yeah, you know, I, I was altruistic. I was like, oh, yeah? How, how was that? He's in a halfway house. Kid asked him for a cigarette. Got a brand new pack of cigarettes. Packs the deck, takes one out, gives the kid the pack. Mm-hmm. I said, was anyone there? He said, yeah. I said, did you do it to give him the cigarettes, or did you do it so that you looked like a good guy? He said, I did it so I looked like a good guy. I said, then you were being fucking selfish. Yeah. And he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then he thought about it. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. That's I said, if you did that, no one was around, and you just wanted to give him the cigarettes then that would be a different story. And then you didn't tell anybody about it. I know people like that. I know people that will go out and spend $300 of their own money on groceries, drop it off on someone's porch, and run. Yeah, not say anything. Not say I anything. Know, I've seen some crazy stuff with people with insurmountable amount of money, mm. and they don't want anything. I, when I grew up, my mom and my father, I remember this, when I was like 11, 12, we went every Friday. We went down to the local nursing home and we did bingo as a family. My sister, my father, my mother, and we did bingo and we had prizes for the people that were in the home. Mm. No one knew. We did it for like two years. You know, that's my, I had a good example. My parents were good people. Yeah. You know, and I think if you can learn things like that, like it can be really helpful in life. Don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of selfish moments in my oh, life. Oh, right. I'm not right. here going, I'm not selfish. I've had plenty. I still have to battle sometimes with that. Well, that's what occurs to me. I mean, we're all like, 
a work in progress, right? Yep. You know, mm. and uh, I mean, I've done altruistic things, but I'm not always in the right frame of mind, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I try to be uh, in the right frame of mind as much as possible, mm-hmm. but I can get on the pity party, you know. Yeah. I can get depressed because I'm not doing good enough, I'm not trying hard enough, things aren't happening the way I want, um, stuff like this, you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, that goes away and the other side comes back. You know what I mean? Then, you, then yeah. you're it's, flowing it's, in life. And you it's an ebb and flow type yeah, of thing, you know? Gratitude. Sometimes. Yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, it's not always easy. and You know, it doesn't always come natural. I right. have a, uh, a way I put things into perspective when um, people are talking about uh, when, they don't, when they get down on themselves or they beat themselves up. Or, I like to believe that we are light. Right? Like, we're a light. We're, we're energy. Mm. Now, if you were to... This might give it over some people's heads, so I apologize. But if you... <laughs> and I've told this to so many people, that, especially the ones that were hurting, that were beating themselves up. I said, if you take your light out, like, so who we are, our soul, whatever you want to call it, our energy, if you were able to actually physically take it out and look at it, if you were able to look, take what you are right now out and look at it, what would you think of that? For me, I'd go, overall, I feel good about what this light is doing who it's around and what you know what its purpose is Mm. instead of looking at physically what i am blah blah like we 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 make ourselves we break ourselves down when actually in actuality a lot of people Mm. are good people they're just hurt and they're in pain and they are there's so many societal things that make them feel less that's right i've said it before man like so all this stuff that we identify as or that we're concerned with or that we're trapped in, it's all worldly stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who we are at the core doesn't have that. Right. It, we, we learn that after birth. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So to judge ourselves from that stuff, you know, it, it shouldn't be so heavy. I mean, sure, you know, we're working to learn and to do things and to experience this life as it is, um, but it shouldn't be everything you should remember that there's a core inner being that before you were born before you were this this male yeah, this right. uh before you, you know construction worker before all these things yeah. that yeah, I, before we were told who we are told or what we, we are, are or yeah. we told ourselves who we are mm. there's still that core there you're still you're still that being you know and uh and and it's beautiful yep right you want to you want to like really have a life improvement learn to deconstruct everything that life throws at us like it's literally like what i've been doing is i'm thinking about subconsciously how many things were thrown before you can even speak yeah yeah that's right Do you know what i mean exactly. you have to learn to, to break it all down and strip it away and it's hard but you can, it's so doable yeah and when you can even take away a few of those layers layers your life is different yeah, because you just look at things differently, and it's just a different way to. I just see a lot. I see life in a whole different light than I ever did. You know what I mean? Mm. And that that comes from breaking it down. You know, like a practice of forgiving that inner child. Oh, all that. I you mean, know what there's I mean? things. That Mike, you, you have Mike said, control. tell him about the bamboo tree. <laughs> the Chinese bamboo tree. It, that's what's that in reference yeah. to the five years exactly yeah exactly i know the, about that the, the bamboo tree is you know you you the the person had a, a a bamboo tree and they were watering in their in their in their yard this is a little different than what we're talking about but the neighbors watching them water this this, the, this is a real seed. this is a yeah. fact the yeah. seed to a bam chinese bamboo tree goes in the ground and you water it right yeah so you, this person's watering it for five years it doesn't do anything right and five years later with consistent watering it breaks the surface and it grows 90 feet in a month that's the chinese bamboo tree <laughs> right it's amazing right. so that's the key that's what success is and, and, and that's what victory is because mm. if the neighbor's going what the hell are you doing he's out there every day with this thing right that's what how you have to think of the things you want in your life and the dreams and the and the making yourself better and improvement it isn't going to pop up right away. It's going to take, but when it does, your life shifts. And if you consistently, and that's why I say consistency and, right. and doing these little things, oh, my God, like, I've seen it. And that's discipline, consistency, when you can, you know. When you can do it, when everybody's looking at you going, why the hell are you, what are you doing? Right. Right? Like, how many people yeah. look at people like they're crazy when they, 
do things that are different. And like I, I had a whole group of people I used to hang out with that I don't hang out with, not because I said, hey, I don't want to hang out with you. I said, I'm going to do go this route. You're welcome to come along. Mm. If you don't want to, that's okay. Right, I'm secure right. on where I'm going. And people looked at like like I was nuts. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like they were like, "What the hell is he?" You know, he's born again, and I'm like, "Jesus, I have a, a vision of what I'm going to do, and I don't give a shit what you think." Well, you know, it's, it's and, but also it was, true. here we are years later, and now all of a sudden, you know, I've had a couple songs in the radio, and things are going well. Yeah, I've never not doubted. I've never been in like, "Oh, this isn't." I've well, that's known, a and it's still quality. way more common. That's a great quality to never doubt yourself like that. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. It's. it's well, it's difficult. Let me tell you, because it's also a lot of times with alcoholics and alcohol and, and addicts, it's 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 the people closest to you who are who are like, yeah, right. Mm. I know and the ones that talk- you think would be. Yeah, you start your, talking your, your about what you want to do, and they're like, well, why do you think that is though? It's because we were so irresponsible for so many years. Yeah, also, people are dependent on each other. Yeah. If you yeah. improve, this person's without you. In their oh, mind, yeah. that can you know what I'm saying? Too, yeah. That's an a, that's an aspect, and I've seen it yeah, so many yeah, times. Yeah, like yeah. people want to keep people down because it keeps them close, and it doesn't make them have to check themselves. Because mm, if you are right. you and your best friends have done this all your lives, and then all of a sudden you clean it up, it you'll it comes out in in um, jealousy and different ways. But what yeah, it actually yeah. is, is an insecurity fear, yeah, for fear, themselves. Fear, fear. Right. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Where am I gonna be? Yeah, now look at me. Look at they. They. It's, it's they a, have it's to a look at themselves. Yeah. It's them having yeah. a selfish feeling, going, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like, mm. I'm, I'm a fucking mess. But they would right. never say that. They would come <laughs> exactly. out, "You're crazy," or, or it could uh, be what just, the, just, you're fucked up. Oh my god! Well, you're the just unknown. I don't want to see. Change. I just want to put out there: if anybody that follows me or is friends with me, like, I will encourage you all to do anything. I speak in my shows a lot, so I play. Yeah. All over the country, often I play. I still play four or five shows a week. Wow. And, and uh, I speak at least one or two of them a week like this. Yeah, right. In the middle of my show. And I tell the story of believing in anybody that says they want to do something. I think that the key to changing this life and the world around us, addiction, whatever it may be, is believing in other people. There's too right. many people that want to knock somebody off or knock them down. And, like, just think about the energy and, and just think about the world shift if people actually started believing in each other. If you came to somebody oh. and you're like, I want to do this, and they were like, you can do it. Let's go for it. Let's go. Yeah. Holy shit. What right. a different world. I didn't need that reassurement. I've always been like, fuck you. Well, like, I love good. being like, I love telling somebody that's like, a good fuck quality. Off, I will fucking do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've done, and I, even though I know it's not gonna happen yeah. in years, right? I'm like, fuck you, of course I'm gonna do it. That's that's yeah, awesome. but a lot of people need that. It's awesome. They do need that, and I see why. Like, it's, it's fucking hard. Life is hard. Yep, life is difficult, and once you realize it's difficult, it becomes easier. I've only done, I've only, yeah. I, I used to be like that with my physicality. Buddha. When somebody told me I couldn't do something physical, lift something or whatever it was, I would show them and I would enjoy that. Um, but now it's it's a lot harder, you know, uh, doing it with, um, you know, life plans. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Executing. Like what, you say, it's a long goal. It's a long And goal. here's what changes it. Don't make it a, a one-year or six-month. Make it a 10-year. Make right. it into increments. Mm. This is my point to make it further and further away and the duration less and less yeah same thing with and i'm learning money habits now i have a great like i said i was talking about my friend rachel earlier she's so good with money and she's amazing she's just a good person i'm learning principles like i always want to improve in every aspect of life in 10 years i promise you we'll have you know we'll, we'll all have another sit down and i'll be in a much different position it won't matter to me i'm not it's not about it's just for me it's about improving myself right and it's always going to be a long-term vision it's not gonna everything you want to do break it down break it down into segments and break it down into into a time and and and, and it, but by do doing action. that it makes it easier to achieve but and if you don't get to where you want to go it's not that it's much not of a disappointment the, yeah but it's also not the end of the world if you right. hit your goal in that specific time right. frame as long as you're progressing here's the yes. thing don't give yourself time and then don't do anything. Be proactive. Like, I, t- I love being uncomfortable. Oh, I, got, I can't even tell you guys how many... 
So this is my first year I'm a sponsored fisherman. I've never fished tournaments. I, I said when I was a kid I was going to become a famous bass fisherman, which no one around. This is a South thing. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, bass fishing. In my So I've been doing all the work behind the scenes. And this year I got sponsored by New Canoe, Hayabusa Hooks, a uh, bunch of different tight lines worldwide, all these different things. And in my first year tournament fishing, right now I'm sitting in eighth in the Northeast in the KBF, which is the Kayak Bass Federation, and then top 60 in the United States ever, right? I go into these situations, and I've had I've done a bunch of tournaments. I've done some I've gotten beaten. I ass beat, and I've done ones where I've done the bigger ones I do better at. I do the, you know, the 100, 130-person tournaments I've done best at, which is kind yeah. of crazy. I love the – but I've gotten into 10-person, 15-person and gotten smoked. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm always in a position of being uncomfortable. I mean, we're out and I mean, I did the upper Chesapeake Bay in Maryland and it's like the, it's half ocean. It's tidal water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yep. getting killed. We're getting murdered. I'm in kayaks. We're in, they're like bass boats, but they're like, you know, talk about uncomfortable. Like the reason that I ended up placing in the top 10 in that one out of uh, like a hundred and something, because I was, I was out there in the like the thick of it in the the worst you know with dealing with a couple foot waves four fivers and uh i was just like let's go i was very uncomfortable i was fucking scared at a few points and i enjoyed (laughs) a video of like oh yeah i thought i was i actually sank at my last one in the winnipesaukee we had 30 mile an hour winds with four (laughs) thousand with four thousand boats on the lake wow so it was like it was like a whirlpool i mean and we i fish offshore so i'll go out way out in the middle of nowhere because that's where the bigger fish you know i'm yeah, going out right anyways my point is i do stuff like i was fishing in february breaking ice in my kayak wearing full snowsuit if i went over i was sinking i had life jacket on didn't wow. matter i had four pairs of pants it was the water temp was below free like it just came on literally there was still ice on it and i was cracking it yeah right yeah but now i now you're I'm, crazy. i've been out i've been out there by myself i was like I could go and look at my instagram my facebook you'll see videos of me doing that oh, like in february and the i put myself in positions that are hard yeah all the time because i know that's the key you don't have to be that extreme but that's the key to success and it's whether it's something small or you want to change get uncomfortable mm-hmm. fuck it become comfortable, with being uncomfortable. <laughs> you know yeah all, all right, right. Well, this has we been did. great that tonight. That was a great one, yeah. You, you guys know. are Thanks, fun, man. man. This is a good. This yeah. is a good thing. I, I, I get you. I was, I was telling you, it's like it takes like a whole organic thing. It mm. goes, on goes where it goes. Oh, I'm into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so definitely, you know, I'll we can make it work. We'll have you come a, back on. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Be great. Sorry about those technical difficulties. Yeah, I, I just had to shut things down and start them over. You know what I mean? Just had to hit reset. All right. It's all good. So, lolterms.com, like, subscribe, share. Anything you um, want to plug, brother? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can f- yeah, feel free to follow me, Rob Hagnano, Rob Hagnano Music, uh, Instagram, whatever. I, I'm not, see, I don't like doing the big following thing. I, I consider yeah. people friends. You want to be friends? Come Hit them up. Yeah, Chat them up. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Peace. I live in this